you know, it's just all about who you know. It's all about. Yeah, so you need to be around. Yeah, you to need get, to, to get in with anybody, really. Yeah, and it's not about how good you are. I mean, you got to be like good, but it's not about like the best people aren't the most successful. It's the people that are the nicest, easiest to work with, uh, easy to just hang with, and and just do a professional job that get the jobs and and just how nice you are to people in general. You never know when you're gonna meet somebody that knows a guy who knows a guy who knows this lady yeah. who knows that person who will end up giving you an opportunity so it's just like in every aspect of my life at least i try and just like network in a way but also be like genuine towards people yeah you want to be a nice person because you are yeah. obviously too but and keep in mind wherever you are yeah you could meet somebody you never yeah you just never know where opportunity could happen or or who you could meet or who you could give an opportunity mm-hmm. to or like for for my band we, like finding we've had a couple different guitar players and just our newest guitar player that we found was a guy that I went to school with and was friends with my cousin and that's how we met him you know there was no like audition yeah process there was no like post flyers and call this number if you want to audition for our band it's just like oh Hey, bro, I saw you played the sick John Mayer song on your Snapchat story. <laughs> you're good at guitar, and you're friends with my cousin. You went to high school with him, right? Yeah. Cool, man. You want to come jam with us sometime? Yeah, and then that's how it happens. So it's all yeah. just very... Organic. Friends, yeah. And just kind of happens. Yeah. Do you ever think about moving to a bigger market? Obviously, I'm sure it's a thought. Yeah, I... Because, um, I mean, you have the... That's the exact mentality you need to have. Yeah, I, I've thought about it more when I um, when I was kind of getting ready to graduate college. I mean, I when I was kind of getting towards the end of that, because mm-hmm. it's definitely like you know, there if you go to L.A. or or Tennessee or New York or whatever, that that's where like the big big markets are. That's where 85% of all professional stuff happens but it's also you know because 80 to 90% of that stuff happens there everybody that wants to do music everybody that wants to be a drummer everybody wants to be in a band is there so it's a very like competitive Compa- very mm-hmm. s- saturated market and everybody there is fucking incredible and 900 times better than you so like I thought about doing that and I was going to either move out to LA or Tennessee or whatever, but then I just got opportunities and things that just kind of have happened here and organically just kind of worked out enough for me here where it's like, you know, I could move out there and try and start from scratch or I could take these opportunities and and try and grow them here and see where that kind of leads. And it could still work out perfectly where if you, kind of become the big fish in a small pond then you get noticed by someone else in those other markets and then you can kind of maybe make a smoother transition yeah so you're not starting from scratch yeah if you already had a start here yeah and and for me i don't really care about being like i don't r- care about being like famous or mm-hmm. a fucking rock star you know because that just doesn't <laughs> exist and that's impossible to do all yeah. i want to do is just make enough money playing drums and being in a recording studio to to pay my bills and just to be able to be in control of what I want to do and just be happy. And so 
if I can do that here and do what I want to do and just be happy, then fuck yeah, then I'm living my dream and doing what I want to do, you know? So I'm just kind of taking it day by day, opportunity by opportunity and yeah. And, and I feel like, like you were saying, big fish, small pond, it is a little easier maybe to be in a band and, and grow a band here where there's not 5,000 other bands, you know, there's mm -hmm. a small scene here and it's easier to maybe grow mm -hmm. from, from scratch here or, and as long as you're still getting better, yeah. that's really that all that matters. Cause if yeah. you're doing that and you just keep getting better and better and better, there's no reason you couldn't simply yeah. be heard by a radio station, whatever in a bigger market and then have yeah. a presence there simply just cause you've been here and able to get better and just grow yourself to where you can compete with anybody who's fucking yeah. out there. And like, because there is less, um, players and musicians and whatnot here, all, all the opportunities are less competitive mm -hmm. because there's less people going for them, you know? So, but also with the internet, you know, anybody can connect with anybody, at least for music, like across the world, yeah. you know, you don't actually have to physically be in the same place in order to record a song at your house and then send it to them and have them work with it. Or like, Oh, I saw your, your YouTube video, man. Let's, let's have you fly out here and do a project for yeah. a week or whatever, you know? So the internet, I feel like can bring people together a lot easier. Have you, have you done that? A handful of times like recording say vocals with someone who you never even actually meet in person um you just find them on the internet and have them send them to you not i haven't really um because i'm still just fucking starting out and i'm still you know just in the beginning of everything but i i know a lot of people that have uh you know done collabs with other people that they've just met off of Facebook or whatever and and done you know they'll record a like a vocal or whatever in their house and send it to them and that's how relationships and connections happen and I know other people that have kind of like audio engineers that strictly just do mixing they'll they'll just have people from all over the world send record somewhere else and then send them their stuff and they mix it and that's all they do they just do mixing and their whole market and their whole client base is all over the world, you know? So yeah, that could almost, yeah. I could see that almost being an advantage. Yeah. Cause if you have someone you're working here and you got someone in Chicago who's doing the vocals, then obviously they're probably promoting the, obviously the same music you guys are making together in a yeah. completely different place. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. That could be a good strategy. Maybe. Yeah. And with technology today too, like, everything's becoming more and more DIY. So that's kind of where it is all kind of moving towards. Like I see a bunch of musicians that I like on Instagram or whatever, be like the post like, Hey, here's my website. If you want me to play drums in your album, here's my, my fucking cash app and Venmo mm -hmm. hundred bucks a song. I'll, I'll send me the song. I'll record it, send it back to you. There you go. You got this pro bass player on your track or yeah. a feature from your favorite singer yeah everything's gone obviously technology is coming up in our lifetime 
it's just taking over so many things but especially yeah. with the pandemic and everyone basically being told they have to stay home it yeah. definitely seems it's expedited that process of yeah things like this where you okay just figure out how you can do it at home and then it forces people to do that so then obviously yeah. people evolve and get better at okay i'm just gonna do it at home and this works better than that and 100%. Do you find though it's less enjoyable not like recording live with somebody or, or do you not really does that not really um, bother you or have an opinion about it? It kind of depends on the project and sometimes it's nice to just get the everything done and all the tracks, you know, so then you don't have to sit through and try and edit everything from the beginning. It's, sometimes it's just kind of nice to be sent like, oh, this is the final parts. These are the final recordings. Mm -hmm. Now you just mix it. You don't have to do all this editing. So sometimes it's nice, but sometimes when you're doing a project where you're very involved in the creativity of the recording and the band actually needs a producer or the the rapper actually needs like your opinions mm -hmm. on their performance, then it's a lot more creative because you're in you're involved in the recording and you're in you're more involved with like the capturing of the art yeah you know so yeah, I, I feel like i've heard just watching um whatever random videos on social media about artists saying that they've just felt to make really good songs they would rather be uh together in person and yeah i just don't, i don't have experience with that so yeah i was i was curious if you felt that type of way where it, it seems like your songs are better if you're you're having that experience together in yeah. person live of figuring out what sounds best here or there instead of someone just recording yeah 100 um, thousand uh, miles away and sending it to you and, and you just got to figure out how to make it work yeah um for me <laughs> he's loving you right now. <laughs> for me i think Maybe i too much <laughs> <laughs> right, um, for me, I think uh, I definitely am way, I create way better music and way better stuff when I'm with other people mm -hmm. um, because my knowledge of music and my creativity and my skill abilities are only so much. So when I'm with other people that have the same mindset, same vision, same end picture goal they can it's just so much faster it's so much easier when they can just boom think of something that i know i want to think of but can't yeah and it's just so much easier to create a song that way like with my band most of the songs we write somebody has a like a riff or a chord progression or something really small and then they bring that to the practice and then we all just play and make up something on the spot. And in a half an hour, we work out a song. But if it was me by myself, I'd be like, fuck. And I'd piece it together and it'd take me way, way longer to mm. get something that's probably not nearly as good. And it just takes me a lot longer. Sometimes I can create stuff completely by myself from scratch, but it sounds way different. And it is completely different than what that same idea would be with my band or with somebody else you know yeah um that's pretty cool it really happens that fast just 30 minutes it kind of takes and you sometimes like so, like last night we we wrote a song in probably like a half an hour 45 minutes just because uh, our lead singer had a little little bass riff and 
you know, I, he started playing. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to play this on top of it. Guitar player's like, oh, this good vibe. Let me slap this on here. Boom. He already had the vocals written. Yeah. Boom. Song's done. Perfect. Sometimes it takes us, like there's a song that we're working on right now where we've had the idea for like two years and the, kind of the structure's all worked out and it's just like slowly piecing it together and like it's more of a song that we write when we're in the studio as opposed to and, and kind of figure it out as it goes and a lot more like ah, I don't really like this anymore or I don't know what it's missing but it's still missing something and it mm -hmm. takes years to complete or it just never gets completed at all because you never can find the right thing you know but and sometimes we'll like some of the songs that we're working on now and recording now we've written like two years ago and we kind of had them like 85% written and then when we and we'll play them live we'll work them in the set and every time we play it it gets a little bit different every time we play it, it gets a little bit better every time we play it it gets a little more consistent and over the span of two years that song evolves and actually turns into what it is now and it was a completely different song two years ago yeah, so it's just literally evolved yeah it's kind of different every time but a lot of similarities from song to song yes yeah. that's awesome what do you what do you guys do uh maybe you haven't had this happen yet but when there's disagreement and someone wants to keep a song say on the album and, and others don't is it kind of just majority um, like how many two votes yes three votes no or, or for we're kind of lucky that that hasn't really happened just been a cool group of people yeah and we're very similar minded and a lot of times it's just clear like the better idea wins or mm -hmm. like and no one's takes it personal I, I mean you do a little bit but you realize like it's always for the best interest and um you know over when you just kind of discuss it and really talk it out and realize like okay he's right this mm -hmm. this isn't a good idea or mm -hmm. this isn't it it should be the way that they want it not the way that I want it it you know it's always just for what's best for the song it's always you know what's best for the big picture and not just like uh well my my idea was what I wanted and I, I hate the song and I don't want to do it. It's just like, you know, you always try to go into it not as like a personal yeah, thing, but just out. the song itself. Like what's best for the song? What what can make the song the best? So, yeah, we we don't really get into arguments about that kind of stuff. And But some bands that I know, they're very, like one guy writes all the music mm -hmm. and that's it. And everybody else just plays what he writes and that's that. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I've heard, I've, growing up, just being someone who pays attention to music, I've heard that a lot, or it's like one guy, yeah, the lead singer, will mm -hmm. write nine out of ten of the band's songs, and it's amazing, one, that if a band is successful and it's all coming from one person like that, like, that's crazy. Obviously, I guess they're probably really fucking talented, yeah. <laughs> so that's why they do it like that, but at the same time, that seems like a lot for one individual in the band. Yeah. Um and I've played with with bands like that or done session stuff for bands like that where, yeah, one or two guys are the songwriters, they are the visionaries, they are the creators, and, you know, the the guitar players and bass player or whatever, like, they 
know their place in the band and it's like established kind of from the beginning like this is this is your band too but i am the fucking alpha wolf in this pack mm-hmm. and i am in charge kind of thing and you play this you play it the same way every time and my word is the final, the final word and I think if you establish that at the very beginning of the band or if you're hired into a position, it's just kind of like an expectation. But then there's also, you know, there's that where there's like one person that does all the writing and creating and whatever. And then there's also the thing where it's like, this is an equal Mm -hmm. party. Everybody here contributes. We all work it out kind of together is give and take it's a more collaborative thing so i think it just kind of depends on the style of music it depends on the band or the group or whatever and it depends on just kind of the expectation so so you don't feel like uh one way kind of works better than the other no i it's just really kind of case to case case to case yeah hmm. yeah that, that that's incredible um and obviously those guys then who do that they do they know how to play all the instruments or they just kind of have the other players say the lead singers, the, the creator, and they're trying to create the guitar part. Are they just having the guitar guy play for them? Um, and like, Hey, kind of do this or do that. And then they just see if they like it or they're probably knowing how, how to also also play. It, it depends. Like um, some of the, some of the times it's like one guy plays all instruments records all instruments really does it all um and then sometimes it's like the 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 person that writes all the music also plays guitar or something too and they're they're pretty tech savvy and know how to program drums and know how to program keys and and saying doing it just on the computer computer and and they know how to piece it together that way and then they just do it that way and Everybody then comes and just learns the part, but they're not actually on the record. Mm. Sometimes it'll really be, so they won't even keep them. They would just use the computer recording. A lot, most a lot of the times, especially more and more as technology gets advanced, a lot of drums on albums aren't real. It's really, all computer. A lot of. How do you feel about that? It's a little heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I can imagine. It's a lot cheaper and it's a lot faster and it's a lot easier, you know. So when I'm hired in to do like session work or whatever. And it's like, you know, I'm just learning the part and it's not my actual project. I don't mm-hmm. care. Cause I'm just learning it and doing yeah. the job. But if it was my own band, my own project, I would never want that. But yeah, you want it from you. Yeah. So, but then sometimes people that write all this stuff, like you look at like a John Mayer, like he writes all the songs and the guitars and the vocals and stuff, but then he'll hire out drummers and, other guitar okay. players and other bass players and then they'll just be on the album and then he'll put together a fucking kick-ass band and that'll be his touring band or and so i've always wondered people like that who are more of a solo act but they always play with a band yeah like are these guys just not talked about and they're always there and they just don't get the name recognition or is it just always changing well, every concert he's doing he kind of picks up some new guys they're like that's where it's like different sections of like being a session player or being mm-hmm. a musician like you can be one avenue where it's like i'm a i'm a guy that's a band guy i'm in a band we all play we all write we all create this is our music there's that avenue then there's a i'm a 
drummer and strictly a studio session drummer. Mm. All I do for work is um, people hire me to play on their records. I do it fast. I do it efficiently. I'm in, bouncing from studio to studio, project to project. That's it. Boom. And then there's also the I'm a I'm a guitar player, a drummer, or whatever, bass player, and I do session work just for live stuff. So give me your songs. I'll learn them all, play them just like the record. We'll go out, we'll tour. I'm your your bass player for the live shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, so there's different avenues kind of of that. And I guess what I'm trying to do is kind of all of the above and whatever I can within those three. Yeah, you're but trying to get everything. Yeah, so there's, and a lot of those people, their e- egos are like very well in check and they don't give a fuck like as long as i'm playing music i'm on this fucking album that's badass i don't give a fuck if people know who i am or Mm -hmm. like a lot of people just like i get the chance to tour every night and play with this artist i don't care if nobody knows my name or whatever i'm Mm -hmm. on the stage and playing for thousands of people i'm touring around and i'm playing music you know so a lot of people they don't really care don't care they're good people yeah that's that's awesome um and going back to like technology with with music now do you feel like maybe i'm just not in the scene which i'm not super i guess i i am not in the the, the underground rock scene but i love all like the old bands like 60s 70s yeah. 80s 90s rock um and it just seems like there's not that many off the top of my head like greta, greta van fleet like there's not a lot of up and coming really big bands anymore and do you feel like they're like dying that with technology coming in is like you can just program drums oh, you yeah. can just program yeah you think that's going away i definitely do um with because the way that technology is increasing skill level is decreasing hmm. because you can edit everything perfectly now you can you can play just four bars and then loop it and copy and paste it you can not be a good singer at all and yet you're a fucking pop star because mm-hmm you know auto-tune and shit auto-tune and you fit the image and the vibe so it's definitely changing and you know rock music isn't the most popular music anymore it's Mm -hmm. all hip-hop rap r&b that's like the most popular Mm -hmm. thing nowadays so guitar players and bass players and drummers and stuff are not as needed in those styles of music right now you know so yeah a lot of it's just like a computer yeah just a backing track and the artist but i think now that radio is kind of dying and streaming is the thing you Mm -hmm. know people are getting more into music that they stumble across or they find or music that their friends like and they're they're getting such a wider palette and wider exposure to everything in the world you know there's so much shit out there they can find whatever they want and they're not just listening to the same 10 songs on the radio because now they have every song in the world whenever so i think by doing that people are finding like oh this is really cool oh and it has instruments in it Mm -hmm. oh i actually do like a guitar solo it doesn't scare me you know and like there's <laughs> there's rappers and there's hip-hop artists now that are having bands and having yeah. like drums and stuff in there and that i think is now kind of slowly 
becoming popular again in a way where like bands are starting to be like kind of cool again or and because there's so many different styles of music you can be a band but you don't have to be a fucking rock band you can be a pop band you Mm -hmm. can be a experimental band you can be a rapper that has traditional you know music with the vocals and just the beat track and it's regular rap but then when they play live they have a band behind them like i've done that i played with a rapper before where he just is like you know what i'm I'm trying to have a live band with me behind me because it's just a cool element for the live show but the recordings are completely different you know so i I love live bands yeah and i think people are because there's just so many different styles of music they're finding ways to incorporate real instruments into them in different ways and so i don't know in, in a way with technology it hurts, but in a way, it also kind of helps. It's kind of making a hybrid yeah. of all of it, yeah. it sounds like. Or like metal bands, most crazy heavy metal bands, all the drums are fake and they're all programmed, but they have a real drummer live. Or Do you feel like some of them suffer, though? Like if the drummer's not quite as good as the computer program can be? Oh, 100%. And I think that's like a true test now when you go and see... A, a artist or a band live and you actually hear them you're like oh they're not that good they actually <laughs> yeah. this guy can't fucking sing or yeah. this this girl can't sing or mm-hmm. oh they're not playing what they played on the album they're playing a very dumbed down version of it like oh so like it makes you just appreciate the people that are actually really good mm-hmm. no matter what genre it is like oh this guy can fucking sing live or that guy can actually play live like they're actually as good as their record is, you know? Yeah. I've always thought that too. If you hear somebody, cause I think a lot of people like very famous people too. Yeah. They, they do not sound the same in, in person. And mm-hmm. it's kind of just seems like a thing, at least in our lifetimes, just like, okay, it's not exactly an expectation, but if you notice that and you see someone, it's just like, okay, yeah, that's another yeah time that that's happening. So when you do see somebody, it's like, fuck, they sound exactly yeah. like they do on the, on the album or on the radio or on a streaming platform. Like that's, fucking impressive it makes you like them more and, and like yeah nothing's worse than loving a artist and then seeing them live and they're just trash or they are playing with the song playing in the background and they're all they're doing is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the one thing i you know because i love rap music but that is the one thing about some live rap performances they just kind of phone it in yeah i want to i want to see you do the thing you know? yeah i don't want to but i don't want you to be the hype man of your own concert yeah but then the ones that <laughs> actually do like perform and actually do like kill it you're like oh i have an even more deeper respect for you because you can act you're a real musician you're a real performer like you're actually performing yeah you're you're putting your money where your mouth is Mm -hmm. you're not just talk you know what about the uh because live technology i'm sure too like for for artists who use a lot of auto-tune are they just having i've always assumed this but i don't know are they just having their equipment set up to have that auto-tune on as they're live performing? So say like Travis Scott, yeah. they use a lot of auto-tune. Some, sometimes like they'll have, some people use it live um, or a lot of times they'll have the the track, the instrumental track playing live and then there'll be like the real vocal track also playing but it'll be a lot quieter or it'll be just the harmonies of just the background vocals and they'll be singing along with that or they'll just have that the final real master track and they'll just be singing along with it too mm-hmm. so it's like 
So you're hearing the actual, say, produced version and yeah, them live at the exact yeah. same time. So they probably just kind of get good at being quieter when yeah. it needs to be and then yeah. voicing their vocals when it can be done. Yeah. Hmm. So, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it does. it is kind of someone who appreciates bands. And like I said, I, I love live music. Yeah. Um, I definitely in my life don't think I've given myself enough experiences doing that because even bands I have no fucking clue like if you just go somewhere um to a bar and just go see a live show and yeah they're obviously playing hits of other other popular bands but if they're good it's just so fun yeah it's just a different experience there's something about a real drummer or a real guitar player like right there it's just Just crushing it wow yeah but that's what I I always loved going to Warp Tour but it's done now but Cause th- like you know, permanently? Yeah, they don't do it anymore. The last Why? couple of years, I I don't know, but it's poorly you know, managed. Uh, I think the guy that like ran it retired or something. But really, no one wanted to step up. Yeah, but just going there and like you know, there's like 150 bands playing in one day. There's like eight stages, and like yeah. you have your 10 to 12 bands that you really want to see. But then when they're not playing. There's all this other music here happening. You can walk by and find somebody brand new that you've never heard of. They're like, holy fuck, this is incredible. I've never heard of them or seen them, but now that I see them here playing on this little side stage over here, they're killing it, and mm-hmm. then you find new music that way. Yeah. you know. I never am going there, um, but it always looks cool. I went to Soundset a couple times, and that was awesome. Yeah. Almost, almost died once, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not literally but i did pass out a little dehydration i think i was dehydrated yeah might have been smoking a little bit but yeah. i got there it was like i think i was only 16 or 17 at the time and uh super hot day as sounds it always is yeah it was when i was at canterbury okay because it's at the state fair now isn't it i think so yeah and i wasn't even uh danny brown was there i wasn't even a fan of his until that day because i just didn't know who he was yeah but we were right in front of the big fucking speaker super hot i must have been dehydrated i'd never passed out before and then i just kind of had a headache i thought it was this the speaker yeah because it was so loud and yeah we were just standing there and i just remember out of nowhere kind of just blacking out and i think right as i was like about to black out my brother was right in front of me and then he was right at the railing. I was right oh, behind him. Yeah. And he, I don't know. I don't know how he noticed me or what, when he noticed me, but yeah, he caught me and like shook. Me <laughs> I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. All right. And then luckily some lady was nice enough. She saw and gave me her water. But yeah. then I went, threw up a couple of times, <laughs> went to the, went to the medical tent. And you know, what's funny. I guess fucking, uh, Eric Brayton was also in there. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Wow! Shout out Eric Brayden. Haven't seen him in forever. Yeah. But we weren't there together. You're saying, and I just roll over and we're like involved What's in up, the man? medical tent. It's like, oh hey, dude, you're here too. Small world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love, I love seeing live music, um, yeah. whether it's a band or even just an artist on their own. But if, the, yeah. if they're, if they're, uh, they're genuine. Yeah, and then if they're as good as as what they sound. Yeah. Uh, not live. It's, yeah. You definitely, at least in my mind. It, it like puts them up a level like oh they're actually fucking really good yeah they're not just kind of good but clearly doing a lot of technical shit with the computer like yeah they're, they're really a fucking good musician or, or artist 100 percent um yeah and i f- obviously we're only 
what are you, 22? 22, yeah. Yeah, so we've only been alive that long, but rock used to be king. Yeah. And it, I think about it, like I said, because I don't really know a lot of, you know, it seems like really popular bands coming up. So I, I've been in my head thinking, like, is it just going underground and then we'll kind of come back and, and survive again? And But I don't know, because it, it seems like tech, technology is, is sinking into it more and more yeah. where it, it might just, I think be different forever i don't know yeah i think because there's so many different genres now and people can use technology as a tool i think like there's yeah there's just so many different types of of rock and so many different influences of other styles of music that there's all these new little genres popping up and all these little underground scenes and there's just so much more for people to listen to Mm -hmm. and like you know, since there is so many artists, it's really hard for one to be like the big, you know, yeah. mainstream one. So it seems like if you get there, even with, uh, especially probably with rock and like an actual full band, but even like rap and hip hop, seems like people just kind of take their turn. Like someone yeah. will kind of blow up like this year and yeah. And then next year it's like someone else is going to blow up. You might not even have the whole year. You might yeah. have a couple months and then someone else drops an album that blows up. And yeah. Yeah, that, that is a good point. The the, the uh, amount of music that people have access to is probably the most it's ever been in history. Yeah, and a lot of bands that I've talked to that are like pretty legit and actually do that as their full time job. Mm-hmm. They're they don't have the mindset of like, oh, we're trying to make it. We're trying to have that one song that takes mm-hmm. us to radio. They're just trying to have a consistent career like we don't give a fuck about playing in arenas we just want to play sold out 2000 people shows every mm-hmm. night and have a longevity and have a long career you yeah, know that'd be awesome. and that you know because the one person that has that one hit song you know they could be done mm-hmm. one hit a, wonders yeah and just short lived rise to top boom and they don't they don't get that the they don't put, really have the work that slowly organically kind of grows Gross. them and grows a real fan base and real support underneath them they just kind of have nothing and then boom now there's something and then when their their limelight kind of fades out they have nothing to go back to they have, yeah. they don't really have a real fan base mm-hmm. to go back to they don't really have kind of just caught not yeah. exactly some luck because they obviously made it but also yeah they didn't they didn't grow their own skills enough to match kind of their own hype yeah after that so yeah nothing they make is quite as good maybe yeah and it's just really hard to maintain being the top forever you know because it's yeah. the one percent you know so it's just it's almost impossible to do that did you learn about that growing um an audience in school do they talk about that is that kind of the business side of, of how to evolve a fan base um or not really no nah, i it's more like just the more like I learn about business and the more I learn from other bands that are actually doing it, you know, there's, it's just, um, about how much content content you have, the quality of that content and kind of how you release that and how you kind of market that and advertise that Mm. is, is kind of how you grow a fan base and a lot of it is kind of luck and the right time and the right place and if if you're in a scene that's popping off 
you know, or if you're playing music that was popular 10 years ago and isn't popular anymore, you know, you're not, you're never going to grow. So it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like finding your niche and finding your audience and figuring out what your audience is and how they act and what they like and what their other interests are and, and finding that and then targeting strictly that and trying to just organically grow that I think is how you actually grow and actually make a fan base. So it can be very specific. It has to be. It has to be. And do you think that's something technology has helped made easier? Probably. I think so. Yeah. Of your listeners. Yeah. Because now every every streaming site you have has data of who's listening to Mm -hmm. you, where they are. Does it show you other things they listen to? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, You know, anybody now can record a song, put it on the internet, have all the analytics of everything. They can basically be their own little record company now. Anybody can track all that stuff and kind of be their own business, their own machine. Do you guys have an agent? No. Say, do you feel like you don't even need one anymore? Um, If you have someone and you guys have the energy and drive to push your own content? I mean, like, I don't think we're at a point where we need an agent right now. I think it wouldn't be that smart to have one right now. I Mm -hmm. think once we, in the future, when it gets to be too much to book, yeah, too much to book shows on our own or too, too much to manage, then that's when it's time to then, all right, now we need somebody else to take on more tasks. But as long as we can keep doing it ourselves, it doesn't really make sense to pay somebody else to, do it for us yeah yeah that makes sense you just don't feel like you're quite at that tipping point yeah mm. do you see bands make that mistake or artists of getting an agent too soon and 100% fuck them up? yeah uh, it's just kind of like a lot of times especially when you're just a really small no-name band like people will approach you and like oh we're gonna get you a record deal, man you're gonna be the next big thing yeah. pay me this X amount of dollars every month come on to my my agency and so it's up here front. we go and and it's yeah and it's just like it's just people trying to make money and they don't generate yeah they don't genuinely care about you or or and the, or it's people that just have zero experience have no idea what they're talking about and they yeah i started my own label uh, you want to get signed to a record deal and it's like you're not a record label you know you're just some guy in your basement who has no idea what you're talking about yeah you gotta so, start somewhere, but maybe yeah. don't be the first one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the advice. So it's just like <laughs> don't be the first artist, unless if you're really killing it on your own and you really have the streams and you really have a real fan base, and it's you have so much going on where it's like okay, we just can't do it mm-hmm. on our own. That's when people will actually approach you and they actually know what they're talking about and they actually know your music and they actually wanna help you in some way shape or form you know that's when it's like the right time i think to do that stuff and is there like a industry standard say number of streams you have to that's like kind of just known like okay if you're getting like a hundred thousand streams per song Um, or per album you guys should probably find an agent or is it kind of again case by case kind of case by case and like you know nowadays because there is so much technology and it's so easy to do it all on your own. Like you don't really need it even at the hundred, two hundred thousand 200,000 
level, you Mm -hmm. know, like, where would you think it is? I mean, and it depends on how much touring that band is doing and how much like kind of where they're at. But a lot of people don't, don't want to give away a percentage of their money. You know, if they're, if they got a formula and a little method that is working and they're growing, there's really no need, but you know, and, and a lot of times people won't even approach you unless if you have millions of, of streams and great numbers and a ton of views and like you're selling out hometown shows and you're touring consistently, they, they won't even approach you because you know, anybody can do that now Mm -hmm. today, you know? So it's like nobody's no record companies going out looking for a band with 30 monthly listeners. Like you guys got it. We're going to take you there. It's like, they're looking for people that have already built up a thing and hmm. built up this thi- thing. And then they're like, okay, we, we've seen that you actually can do this on your own. Now we want to help you because otherwise there's just really no need for a label or yeah. an agent or whatever, because you can kind of do it on your own now. Do you think the industry suffers from not getting as much diversity as it used to or could have because of that? Because labels are kind of making their judgment based off of just bottom lines and profits that they're not going out to find these guys or bands who or artists in general who are really good, but it's not, um, you know what you're saying? Like in yeah. the past, say like, did you ever watch walk the line? Yeah. Great movie. Like Johnny cash just walks in, performs at that moment. He doesn't have an audience. He doesn't yeah. have a following and they sign him. And I mean, that kind of blows st- up. Yeah. That kind of stuff doesn't, I mean, it but still probably happens, but it's not as like, prevalent i guess it's it's more of like because anybody can be in a band anybody can make a song and put it on youtube like they don't really want to waste their time trying to build somebody from scratch yeah build somebody from nothing you know if they if they already see like oh these people are actually serious about this they actually want to make this a career they actually have the numbers and stuff behind it and they're actually good it's worth it it's it's a little like more reassurance for the label or whoever to actually back them with their own money and put their their kind of faith in this band or artist because mm-hmm. there's like a little bit of proof behind it like okay yeah, they're, they're committed. actually they actually have a real fan base we can now grow this they actually have a demographic now that we can physically see and target people just like the demographic they already have mm-hmm. now you know so yeah. I'm trying to think what I was listening to. I was listening to something before. It might have been a podcast or just some random video about, I think it was musicians. It might have been the Black Keys on Joe Rogan talking oh, yeah. about that. About, that did too, you watch yeah. that one? Yeah. About just kind of that. I'm not for sure if it was them, so don't hold me to that. But someone somewhere in the world that I was listening to was mm-hmm. talking about how the industry, the music industry is just driven by profits and that people aren't seeing, I think it was them. Cause I think they were talking about they're developing like a platform or an app where people can get on there. Artists can get on there and be seen who maybe yeah, aren't going to make the most money for a label. So they don't get that uh, attention from a label and then give, be given exposure because they're not going to make as much money as so-and-so yeah. artist who isn't as good though, but has a following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the industry is always changing and it's all like the music industry. There's so many different avenues and like 
pieces and levels and parts to it that like for a lot of times like like those big labels and those big artists that's just such a small percentage of the whole big picture there's so many small indie labels out there that are they're not necessarily like money driven but they're a lot more like genuine and they're a lot okay. more so you think it's just at the top of the think, labels yeah i think at the top of the music industry and the very like one percent i mean i obviously have no experience with that but mm-hmm. i feel like that's way more money driven and like that's all that they care about and i think at the smaller levels obviously you have to to make money in order to pay your bills and stuff so it's very important but i think it's a lot more like genuine artists and, and more focused on the art and the the artists and the it's a, a lot more authentic at yeah. a smaller not so big level but yeah that's interesting yeah so, i mean i don't know i don't know shit about the music industry like actually bit like what actually what happens the relationships i mean i just learned about sending something you record have someone mix and master yeah. it like it, all of that I'm, I'm still learning and yeah. i don't know if i'd ever use but it's just interesting to me something yeah. i'm interested in how that all works and, and the business side of yeah making music and then you but know the money of it isn't in selling albums anymore it's not in yeah. streaming you don't even hardly make unless if you have hundreds of thousands of monthly listeners or millions of listeners you're you're not making jack shit off of streaming so it's all about record labels are more now like focused on that uh, advertisement and the distribution building like a real brand behind an artist Mm -hmm. and it's not just the music isn't the most important thing anymore it's the brand it's the image it's the look it's the vibe it's a whole package kind of thing and in order to make money now you got a tour you got to sell merch you got to have a ton of content you have to do other things besides music to like market your your music you know you you, a lot of musicians get into like just movies or like acting or they start their own podcast or they Mm -hmm. they do other stuff outside of just their own music just to build awareness yeah. kind of so someone catches their eye here then yeah. it leads them to their music there's so many avenues on just there's so many multiple ways of making money in order to to make money you know mm-hmm. in, the, in the music industry yeah so there's just there's not just one way of making money there's so many different things you have to do in order to make money yeah so and so what do you what do you feel do you have a an opinion about the streaming platforms about not paying artists enough or I mean, I feel like it could be more, um, but it's also like, you know, now anyone can be on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Anyone can be anywhere on any streaming service for like 150 bucks. He can be everywhere, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, way 30, 40 years ago, you know, you couldn't be on the radio unless if you were a huge artist that was signed mm-hmm. to a record label and no one would ever hear your music. Now today, anyone can hear your music. You can make your own career from scratch. You can do your own thing on your own. You know, you might not get paid for the the streams, but if you put together your own DIY tour and you make your own merch and you play a bunch of shows, you'll make your money in that way, you know? So it's kind of like there's pros and cons, but I think 
like it's it's a lot easier for people to actually make a career today than it was yeah the back the then. what is it, the bear to entry the the entry whatever the resistance to enter the the industry is basically none yeah any little bit of a little bit of money you gotta yeah pay for what a hosting or a streaming to send it to spotify and yeah yeah that's obviously definitely a good thing yeah so yeah the, i guess like anything there's there's positives and negatives to the what the music industry is is heading towards yeah um and i'm sure the older people are gonna hate it and the younger people are gonna love it yeah <laughs> and it's or at least like it probably more than they yeah and it's just did. kind of an adapt or die kind of thing and just always paying attention to what's going on what other people are doing how they're doing it and and just adapting as you go like the recording industry is you know 30 years ago 40 years ago it was all on tape and now it's all into a computer and mm -hmm. the recording engineers and producers that were successful back then had to evolve and learn pro tools and learn how to do it on a computer and the ones that didn't kind of died you know and the, the people starting now for me that's slowly starting and getting into that in 20 30 years i guarantee you pro tools might be obsolete and it's this yeah. whole new thing or doing doing this way of recording is obsolete and it's doing that or drums could be completely done you know then like yeah you don't need it anymore so it's, it's kind all, of a bummer if it is literally the artist is getting obsoleted by the by the computer in ways you know but then you just find ways to adapt and and use it to your advantage and you know adapt or die kind of thing yeah yeah that's that's with a lot of shit right now so yeah. that, that uh anything that any industry that is kind of being taken over by technology which is probably almost all of them uh i guess that's that's really the model you have to be adapt or die yeah especially with covid too like companies are figuring out like oh we don't need this giant office space and yeah. all these locations we can just give our employees these computers and this sort of technology and they can do it all at their house and we mm -hmm. can save millions of dollars you know uh, yeah an overhead and we don't have to pay the cleaning crew and we don't have to pay uh it crew and we don't have to pay rent and pay rent shit. and just to have a building build, yeah so yeah people are or or like other the live music industry is thrown into a fucking tailspin right now they're all people that tour around with artists and provide the sound and the sound guys and the staging and the lighting they're like fuck what do we do now you know so streaming live streaming concerts are um becoming a thing and they're finding ways L to live adapt. streaming like fucking zoom concerts kind of like or more like on like a social media platform and they'll just play like a concert mm, and there'll be no crowd and it'll be like a concert but just no audience kind of thing and, and do you see that continuing after whenever the fuck covid kind of hopefully not <laughs> but i guess it'd be cool to tune in but I, I wouldn't want that to be like a no a dominant yeah i hope not but it's gonna stream my phone this band playing yeah but i mean i feel like virtual concerts or i feel like you know, with like the 3D goggle technology thing. Yeah, I, feel like I guess that that's a... Be a thing where like they have a bunch of cameras set up on the stage and you can just fucking put your little 
That's a uh, good Oculus point. thing on and look around like, oh, I'm on the stage. I feel like that'll be a popular thing. Or That would be really cool. That definitely will happen at but some point. It's just, Damn. yeah. It's always changing and crazy things happen and people have to evolve. Like now, today, you release an album, you can't tour, you can't play shows, you can't do mm-hmm. anything. So you have to find ways to stay interacting with your fans when there's no live shows. That's a good point. Because so, I was talking about this with... Uh, Someone else who was on, who was on the show, I, I forget which. I've done a handful of episodes now, so I'm kind of they're kind of all running together here. But um, just about how yeah, you can't do live shows right now. So as someone who has no experience, to me that sounded like, or when I think about that, I think, okay, well then they can just really really focus on their music, and not that they didn't before, mm-hmm. but they don't have to even worry about doing the shows, which they're obviously probably not making money, but maybe it's giving them a break to just solely focus on the music but that's that's obviously a thing i didn't even think about you have to keep interacting with your fan base yeah yeah like for my band it kind of the timing worked out right because we were we were at the beginning of like the next album process Mm -hmm. and kind of like cycle and um right when the lockdown and everything happened that's when it was like okay well now let's just focus on writing and recording and creating music videos and all this content Mm -hmm. and do that through the, the shit storm until everything opens up again, then we can release it and then we can go, you know? So now Mm -hmm. we're just focusing on recording and creating and stuff right now and getting all the content. So do you have something coming out soon? Uh, probably next or, uh, probably in June or July. That's when we're thinking about releasing an al- our next album another and, album and videos and stuff but it's this whole covid lockdown that's all we're doing is just focusing on that stuff so yeah it's kind of again a blessing and a curse yeah because you can really focus on it you don't have to worry about gigs and practicing and playing you can just focus on recording and just being in in that mindset so yeah it's very interesting to hear and uh Ooh, I don't know if you guys heard that throat noise. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I guess I hope you guys are doing all right and and making it through. And then what album is this? Like, how many have you made with this band? This be our second one, second album. So yeah. And you started this band? Uh, me and the singer slash bass player started it like four years ago. Four years ago, and this isn't the one that. Uh, no, I saw live. No, St. Francis High School. No, that was that was my first band, and after high school, we kind of that's when we ended, and then I was like, "Fuck!" Everyone kind of went their own way. Yeah, yeah. better find something, a new project, and yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. Like, it just kind of depends on the people and everybody's goals and mindsets. And when you were growing up, or when you were in high school, did you have again? Because St. Francis doesn't have a lot of there's just not a lot of a lot of people doing that and yeah. actually want to it seems commit their life to going after something like that did you obviously you're a pretty out outgoing dude and easy easy to get along with but uh try to be <laughs> but did you encounter a lot of kind of dickhead people shitting on you and re- um, trying to kill your dreams i guess doubters I being mean, like what the hell are you why would you think like that what are you doing 